ended up doing the game coverage. Somewhat brief, but wanted to at least give you an opportunity to hear from David. Uh, we did not necessarily expect there to be an announcement from uh, the other side coming during the game, but obviously we'll react to it accordingly. So I'm going to let David uh, say a couple of words, and then we'll only have time for a couple of questions so that everyone can get back to the game, including David. Uh, very disappointing uh, news, obviously, for National Predators, our fans, and our, our team. Um, let me just quickly, I don't know if I can be quickly, but to kind of recapsule the last uh, week. Uh, everything in, uh, from our side was uh, moving along just as it has for the last uh, two, two or three years of our relationship with uh, Jimmy B.C. and uh, his family and his representatives. Um, uh, basically, at the beginning of uh, this past week, we uh, talked to his agents uh, about the, the potential of if he lost out in the playoffs of the, the contractual uh, situation we'd be entering, and we also talked about the transportation and the timing of when he would come to Nashville, either Friday if he lost, uh, if he lost on Friday, come on Saturday, or Sunday if he lost on, on Saturday night, those type of situations, everything seemed to be um, going along smoothly. Um, and on Wednesday we received a call that they were thinking about uh, free agency. Uh, that was the first time that that had ever been told to anyone in our organization. Uh, at that point, we kind of asked uh, why, and they just said it was the attraction of a free agency. Um, I said that I felt that this was a complete uh, 360, if you will, and that uh, we'd like to have a, a meeting with uh, Jimmy, his, his family, and his, his representatives. Spoke uh, with his dad, I believe it was on Thursday, who. Um, seem to be very much in favor of uh, his son signing in Nashville and uh, agreed to have a, a meeting sometime when the season was over. We called the agents and told them that we were, Paul Fenton and I would come out, up to the game with Scott Nickel on Friday to cheer Jimmy on. Uh, we met with the agents for about an hour up in Boston where we went over all their feelings and they thought it was good that we came up and uh, talked about a lot of things. We asked for the meeting. And they said that uh, they would talk to uh, Jimmy about that, <coughs> and hopefully we would have a meeting. Uh, Paul Fett and I came back here on Saturday. The, uh, uh, Scott Nichols stayed there uh, in, in, in Boston because we had invited Jimmy and his family and his representatives to come to Nashville, uh, whether he was signed or not, uh, whether it be Saturday, Sunday, Monday, or if not, Paul Fett and I were going to go back to Boston to meet with all of them tomorrow and Tuesday. Uh, a lot of conversations, but uh, never, never once uh, did we ever get get together to have a, a meeting. Um, so I guess the first thing is to be to be clear on what uh, our offer was to uh, to Jimmy. We offered him a spot on our position on our on our, our team, playing on one of our top lines and playing right away. Um, uh, obviously, it was an opportunity for him to get experience this year and to play and compete for the Stanley Cup immediately. Um, by playing for the Predators this year, contractually, he would burn a year of his entry-level contract, thereby getting uh, a year closer to restricted free agency and to unrestricted free agency sooner than he could with any other uh, team. Um, uh, it was obviously for us, if he joined us, it's an organization that he was very familiar with. Um, he's, he's been to three development camps. He's worked very closely with Scott Nickel 
uh, on I would say a weekly basis this year from Scott watching his games to Scott talking to him about his uh, development and his and his, and his play. Uh, there was many benefits uh, for him to sign with uh, Nashville, not only you know contractually, but obviously playing in the state with no state tax and uh, a lot of financial benefits uh, that he could, could reap by, by playing uh, for us. Additionally, and more important to me, is that the, the fit and the opportunity was, was always there. And I was just repeating myself, but that was made known to, to Jimmy anytime either he or his dad or his agents had a, had a question of what happened with whether it was Scott Nickel, myself, Paul Fenton, Jeff Kelty, Peter Lavalette, who had two or three conversations about Jimmy in terms of where he fit in um, from our standpoint, that it, it, it couldn't have gone any, any better until last, last Wednesday. And uh, every indication was that he was going to sign with us. His dad had, had told me, had told Peter Lavalette, Scott Nickel, Paul Fenton, that uh, his son was going to sign with him, sign with us uh, last year. And Jimmy himself uh, told Paul Fenton uh, prior to the trading deadline, which was an important time for us because it was our last opportunity if we were going to change the team. We told him we were, if he was going to sign with us, we were going to keep that position available for him. And he told us that he was to sign with us. Um, so for whatever reason, and after all the time and resources that we invested in Jimmy's development, we could not get a meeting with Jimmy, his family, and his representatives all together. That's the only thing I'd asked for after Wednesday, and they would not accommodate us on that. Um, this is the first time I'm going to say this in my career as a general manager. I clearly believe Jimmy has received bad advice and bad counsel. Um, a player usually goes to free agency in order to increase his leverage and to benefit financially. And that will not be the case here because whoever he signs with, he's going to get less of a deal on August 15th than he could get from the Predators today. And he's got to sign for an extra year at the same money. So on a year-to-year -year basis, when you go into year three where he'd be restricted free agent with us, whatever he's going to make or could make and based on his abilities. I mean, you could be talking about millions of dollars of difference over uh, a three-year period of time. So uh, I, my ending point here is, as I told the agents today, and I'm surprised that I'm sitting here right now, is they asked if we were going to announce this. I said, I'm not going to announce this because I'm not giving up on this. I said, I don't believe that if your client has been informed. Uh, you've never given us a chance to be in front of all three of you. I still believe that we're both that right, and we have his rights until August the 15th. So at this time, um, I will repeat, our relationship with Jim BC has been excellent uh, for almost four, four years. We have been a big part of his, his development, we've invested a lot of time. Our relationship is good. The fit and opportunity remains very good here for him in, in Nashville, and I am going to continue to try and see whether we can persuade him to change his mind. David, with all of that said, I mean, what, what indication do you have, just based on everything you just told us, that you believe that you could still sign him? I'm just telling you what I'm going to do. I mean, up until a week ago Wednesday, I, I thought for sure we were going to sign Jim BC, so this is a, a shocker. Were, were there a series of conversations today then on the phone? Was it one brief conversation? Was it uh, it's, it's a bizarre situation. You can't, or texting, you can't, we could never, and have never been allowed to bring three parties together. 
Um, Scott Nichol has, in the last few days, he's talked to Jim, Jimmy VC once. I talked to his dad once. I talked to his agents a couple of times, but never together. It's, they won't allow us to, to talk to them together. His dad's an employee of another NHL team. Is there any conflict or anything there, or are you just talking to Jim VC the dad and not Jim VC the, the scout for the Toronto Maple Leafs? Just talking to Jim VC the dad. David, with all due respect, this sounds reminiscent of the Suter situation where you, you felt like you were misled there as well. Is it possible that in some of these discussions you're hearing certainties from players that, that they're not really saying? Or That's, that's a fair question, David. Um, the difference here is that Ryan Suter had a, had a clear advantage. and I mean, he had a clear agenda of what he was doing. And he, he made it and got $98 million by doing what he what he did. So he, he played it to get to where he went. There's no financial uh, benefit here. Now, if the money doesn't mean anything, that's another story. But um, the, clearly, in my negotiations with these agents before, and I told them this, that it is that every time I talked to them, that's all they talked about is money. And for them to say that the money doesn't mean anything, that's, that doesn't add up to me. Okay. Thank you, everyone. Thanks, David. Appreciate it.